Hi, I'm Netta, and this is Real Netta, Pieces of My Heart. In this little time that we're going to spend together, hopefully you will walk away with some useful information that I've gathered in little bits and pieces over the years from experiences, from reading God's Word, from spending time with Jesus, and just growing and learning the hard way, usually. (laughs) So um, I'm glad you're here with me. Wowzes. It's January again, and everybody's, you know, getting new planners and making new goals and all that and asking hard questions. And honestly, I'm a big fan of the asking hard questions part. I love digging deeper. I love figuring out and looking at things a little bit deeper so I have a better understanding. And then making some plans and trying to accomplish some things. But isn't it funny because honestly, January is just another month. It's not like it's magical in any way. And today is just another day past yesterday. (laughs) So at any day, um, we could start a new plan of any kind. It was funny when I was growing up, my sweet grandpa Bay would tease us on our birthdays. It would be like, grandpa, I'm a year older. I'm eight years old now. And he'd be like, you're not a year older. You're just one day older than yesterday. Oh my gosh, I'd be so deflated. I'd be like, no, I'm a year older. I'm not seven. I'm eight now. I'm a year older. Nope, you're just one day older. (laughs) And of course, as a child, like that's not what you want to hear. You don't even understand. But it's so true. Um, Today is just the next day in our story um, of our life. And at any point, we can start something new, a new focus, a new plan of any kind. As I knew that God wanted me to jump back and just record some podcasts for those of you that I love, I know that I've poured into over the years or currently am, um, I was like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to talk about? And he, I just felt like I was supposed to look at the front of my journal, which I happened to just randomly start in October. I don't start a new journal in January because I don't want to waste the good one I'm using. <laughs> but at the beginning of this particular journal... I had been reading in the book of Esther from the Bible, and I was looking over how I just put one word things um, that I pulled out that I felt like he was saying to me, and I thought, okay, let's talk about that in January. So here we are. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the story of Queen Esther, it's a not very big book in the Bible, which is 66 books, actually all collected into one with lots of different authors. Um, I'm going to give you a tiny little one paragraph summary of the book of Esther. And it's from this really old 1955 Bible story book with a different Bible story for every letter of the alphabet. This used to be my mom's book and then it was mine. And then a particular older two daughters used it. I think, um, Zoe did as well, but I'm going to read you Q is for queen. A pretty girl named Esther lived with her cousin Mordecai because her father and mother were dead. The king heard of Esther and asked her to be his queen. Esther went to live in the palace where she had pretty dresses to wear and good food to eat. She was kind and loving to her people. One day, cousin Mordecai told Esther that her people were in danger. The brave queen got help from the king and saved her people. (laughs) It's definitely a quick summary of what happened, and there's so much more detail and depth to this story. But let's pull out a few truths from this story. 
Um, just to give you the context, this is after, way after, um, God had led his people out of Egypt. They had wandered in the desert, gone to their promised land, lived there for hundreds of years, didn't obey God, and were eventually taken captives into the land of Babylon. And then Persia overtook Babylon a long time later. And then during this time, some of those captives were allowed to go back to Israel, and they had rebuilt Jerusalem and rebuilt the temple. And some of those people, the Jewish people, stayed in Persia. So that's where this story is taking place. So the current king in this story, named Xerxes, was on his throne ruling and had been having a seriously long, very prideful celebration of himself and his wealth, And his queen had not done what he wanted her to do. And so he, out of embarrassment and pride, he banished her. And now he has to look for a new queen. Every beautiful unmarried girl in the kingdom was gathered up and brought to the palace and prepared for months to go before the king as a possible queen candidate. Now, it might seem like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. But actually what it was is the opposite. Like once you go before the king and it's not like a pageant or a beauty thing, like you have a night with a king, literally, and then you go to the other side of the palace probably where all of his other concubines lived. And that was the end of it. And unless you happen to leave a really big impression on him, you're going to live there for the rest of your life. That does not sound very awesome. So it's not like a beauty pageant, and if you don't win, you go home and find somebody awesome and marry them. This was the end of their dreams. So when this sweet Jewish girl named Esther gets picked to go with these women and be prepared to spend a night with the king, this would have been the end of all of her wonderful dreams, maybe of having a husband. It was very important in her culture, um, in the Jewish culture, to get married and to have a family. Those were dashed. Those hopes and dreams stopped the moment she was taken to the palace of the king. And yet, in that situation where I'm sure tears were cried, God had such grace. He knew exactly what his plan was. And Esther didn't see it at the time, but he was looking out for her. And even then, it says in chapter 2 how he sent a special, like the guy who's ahead of the whole Um, harem that was preparing all these girls to see the king, he really noticed something special about her and took care of her and watched out for her. And not in a creepy way, but literally in a protective, wonderful way. So God's grace was right there in the middle of craziness, in the middle of dashed dreams. (laughs) I feel like uh, some of us, maybe the older we are, Um, I'm 54 at the time of this recording, we could list some things that we thought for sure were going to happen in our life or we were going to be able to accomplish. And those dreams have been dashed and we realized, or we've had to let them go and go, okay, that's not going to happen. And yet in the middle of all that, there's God's grace and he's aware of the plan and how we fit into his plan. So grace was the first word I wrote down. 
The second word I wrote down was advice. So this man who really was watching out for her, protecting her, giving her extra of everything that she needed while she was in this crazy situation with a bunch of women, like probably hundreds. Oh, can you imagine living with a bunch, a hundred, hundreds of women who were all competing for one spot? Oh, I can't even imagine. Oh, <laughs> makes me just shiver at the thought. But it said that he gave her some advice on what she should take in when she had the night with the king. We don't know what it is, but we know that she listened and she followed his advice. Now, even before that, she was following the advice of her cousin Mordecai who raised her. And he advised her, don't tell people your upbringing. Don't tell them you're Jewish. Just live. You know, and and I bet you that in that there was, I mean, I'm reading into this, but be yourself do the what you were taught, but don't blab about it. Just live it. Now, again, I'm reading in between the lines, but wow, that that's what that spoke to me. You don't have to blab about why you are who you are or why you do what you do. Just do it. And she took that advice and she kept it to herself. And she took the advice of the head of the harem and you probably know the story she was selected out of all those women to be the next queen and you might go oh my word that's better than all her other dreams and stuff you might change your mind on that as we go further in the story in future episodes but (laughs) so she's queen now she's queen now and it was probably a very dizzying thing very very different than the culture that she had grown up in, in her little neighborhood, probably just filled with Jewish people. Um, The next word I wrote down was loyalty. And her cousin, um, who also served King Xerxes in in some way in the castle, in the palace, had overheard um, a plot to kill the king. And he could have thought, oh, this this is our way out. This is it, freedom. But he took his position seriously and he had loyalty to the person that God was asking him to serve. And he reported it. And he literally saved the king's life. I That hit home because we have all had bosses or leaders that we had to follow that we did not like or did not agree with. And yet, if that's where God's placed us and that's the person we serve, we have to keep serving them with loyalty and with respect. And he literally changed, or he literally saved the king's life, which later is going to really work in all their behalf. But he didn't know that. He could have hoped something evil would happen to this evil king. But he did what was right, regardless of who he was serving, or regardless of the circumstances. I wrote in my journal here that God's plan was so much bigger than Esther could have ever dreamed. And God's plan still is. His story isn't over yet. His story. My tiny chapter in his big story isn't over either. There's so much time, so many prayers and desires that have yet to be fulfilled. God knows his story and he knows where I fit into it. God is not thrown off by the condition of our world God isn't thinking, well, this is the beginning of the year. You better get your plans and your goals right. No, he sees the whole picture and he's looking at you today and he's saying, do you notice my grace? 
Be thankful and notice how I'm caring for you. Take good advice. Now, our best advice, first of all, comes from the Bible, from God's word. But look around at the wise people around you and pay attention and forego Google. (laughs) Can I just tell you that so many of, of the younger generation goes to Google first. And Google gives you some great stuff, but it doesn't know you. It doesn't know how to apply it to you. And another human being can do that. So look for people around you that can give you some good advice and then be loyal where God has you right now. Don't wait until you're working for the perfect boss or the serving under the greatest leader ever. Just be loyal and faithful where you are. We are all part of God's big plan. If you've given your life to Jesus, he's working out his plans through you. It's so crazy that he uses us. So today, as we're looking at January and deciding what the story is going to look like for our lives, we don't really know. So let's spend time with Jesus. Let's read the Bible and be aware of his grace, good advice, and let's be loyal and faithful right where we are. And that's just a little piece of my heart.